Anchored in Reaching is for curious people who want to explore the story that God is writing in history and who are looking for their own place in that story to find meaning and vibrancy in their life and vocation. I'm Kevin Minoya. Join me each week as we probe the edges of faith and living, always in relation to God who knows you best. For some, it'll be an opportunity to anchor yourself more securely in your faith. For others, it'll be motivation to reach out to engage more broadly. In either case, these conversations should encourage, enlighten, and challenge you. Welcome back, everybody, to Anchored and Reaching. I'm really glad that you uh, tune in. And this particular series we've been talking about is uh, called Transforming Your Community. And uh, so I'm, I'm really glad you've seen fit to take time to join us on this. I want to remind you that there are show notes, and I want to remind you we'd love to hear from you. So check out the show notes and give us feedback on podcast at anchoredandreaching.com. Uh, it's just as simple as that, and we'd love to hear from you. As I mentioned last time, um, and you know if you've been listening to these things sequentially, Uh, We are in that series, Transforming Your Community. The first had to do with laying the theological framework that Susanna and I did. The second one we talked in the last episode about earning trust in the community, both the trust of the people you're trying to reach as well as the trust of the people that, that are really supporting the work that's being done for a positive effect, invisible effect of the kingdom in community. And in this episode, we're talking about engaging with compassion. And uh, so Brett and Aubrey, again, are, are joining us, and I'm really glad about that. They lead the Dream Center in Lake Elsinore. So before we go too much farther on this, I want to do what I said uh, I wanted to do in the end of the last episode and ask you some particulars about the Lake Elsinore Dream Center specifics. Uh, I know I've, Kathy and I have had a chance to walk through it with you and, you know, what's with the hotel that's boarded up with a whole bunch <laughs> of pigeon guano all over it that's a very exciting place yeah. and rat poop all over the place and the coffee shop that I, I, I hope is open or soon will be open. Looking I hope forward so to too. Uh, you hope it's open too. <laughs> we both too. hope so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just what are some of the particulars that, that, that make up the Dream Center in Lake Elsinore? Describe mm-hmm. those to us. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead? Well, I'll just say that um, everything that we do is an instrument. It's a way to engage our community, to share the tangible love of Jesus in, in, in different ways that different people are going to be drawn to. Yeah. Right? You're um, going to um, catch different people with a food pantry than you're going to catch with a coffee shop. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is all about building relationship with people and helping people experience the love of Jesus. Mm. Um, and so um, all of the different things that we do are those instruments. So, so like what are some of those things? Yeah, so uh, last episode we talked about Adopt-A-Block. And so Adopt-a-block. That's, our, that's our main instrument. Um, but we have a food pantry. Um, we have a youth mentorship program that we do at the Continuation High School. We actually had the school district call us um, saying that they wanted us to mentor these students. Um, after school tutoring with kids, um, athletics programs, for junior hires. Uh, We have um, the coffee shop that we're about to launch, the Ambassador Hotel that we're going to do, parenting classes. So all of these are instruments, ways that we're doing that. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's let's rewind just a minute because 
for me, that hotel, the Ambassador Hotel, you gave it a name. You know, you just said that we're going to do. What does that mean? I mean, it's a hotel. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What is? What are you going to do with a hotel? That's his baby. Okay, story. I was going to say, yeah, I want to yeah. take this. One. Okay, fine. <laughs> so I had been at the Dream Center in Los Angeles as a teenager, and oh. this was a really pivotal moment in my life where God was speaking to me about my purpose and calling and destiny, and that dream stuck. And um, I was in a, fast forward 10 years, I was in a really rough season of my life. And I would drive past this old hotel every morning. In Lake Elsinore. In Lake Elsinore, it's old boarded up hotel. And it's sitting there um, just begging to be repurposed and restored and repurposed. On the other side of the street is this historic city park, which was completely run down, full of homeless people, violence, prostitution, drugs, you name it. Anything unsavory could be found at City Park mm. on Main Street. And in my mind, it's, it's I, I think in simple terms, problem solution. We've got this problem. Maybe this could be a dream center in Lake Elsinore. And so it was symbolic for me. It, the building looks a little bit like the Queen of Angels Hospital, like a mini version. And, and I just started dreaming, what would it look like let me pause just a minute. Queen of Angels Hospital. Mm -hmm. That is the building of the Dream Center in Los in Angeles. Los Angeles. I just want to make sure everybody started by uh, the Barnetts yeah, out yeah, of yeah. Phoenix in yeah. the uh, early mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. That hundreds of people are currently going through a program of life transformation, residential. Gotcha. There you and go. And so that that whole um, image of potential for the yes. church to really be the change agent in a community, I was captivated by it from, mm -hmm. from teenage years. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I saw this building and I just thought, God, you got to call somebody to plant a dream center in Lake Elsinore. <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you pray for. Yeah, for sure. So um, our, our vision would be to restore this iconic building. It was built in 1887 by the founder of our city, Franklin Heald, who uh, spotted Lake Elsinore, by the way, hiking on Mount Baldy, mm -hmm. and told all of his friends the who's who in Hollywood, and they thought he was full of it. So he came out and explored, and sure enough, there was a lake. And he founded this city, and that was one of the first buildings. It was um, the place where the first city council meetings were held. The first the Lake Elsinore High School, class of 1907, had classes in there. Um, many, one of the first banks, hotels, and, and it's sitting there, dilapidated and boarded up. And so our vision would be to completely restore it and use it as a training center, discipleship training center. Um, high high active activity, um, very organized, high structured environment where men and women and even families with children could live in community and, and grow in their uh, spiritual foundation, uh, receive emotional care and healing, and then also get practical recovery um, uh, nuts and bolts in, like I said, a high-structured communal living environment. To what end, then, that they would then remain there permanently? or they So would... it's a two-year max program, okay. okay? So it's broken up into a first year and a second year. Gotcha. And in that first year, we're, we're bringing people in who are in really broken and tattered situations. And so there's a lot of support that first year. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of investing back into the community. Um, high accountability, high structure, high oversight. Um, in that second year, there's a graduation, a little break, and then you come into second year, and you're almost like an intern with the Dream Center, hmm. um, helping to, to oversee some of the outreach ministries and that type of thing. The goal would be by the end of the second year, um, participants in this program 
graduate on and they have job skills, they have um, emotional stability, they've been reunified with with family and friends, that those relationships have been broken um, and, and they're being sent out with purpose and maybe even some money mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, afford first and last month's rent, that type of thing. Um, but but it's a, a program for life transformation. Yes. We didn't come up with this. So we're, we're borrowing best practices primarily from the Dream Center Los Angeles, but we've surveyed dozens of programs similar to that in Southern California and really around the country. Yeah. Um, well, so, let me let me let me maybe, um, and I understand you're using best practices, but you know my mind always goes to the fundamental motivation for mm-hmm. anything when it comes to kingdom activity, mm-hmm. and th- where my mind went as you were describing that was not to the Dream Center LA, although they got it from somewhere else, mm-hmm. doubtless, yep. and I think the where they got it from was probably the story of God engaging humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess, you know, if I were to zoom back out and talk about some of the theological issues that motivate what you're doing, you know, we in our human condition are broken, we're lost, we're marginalized, we're sick, um, we're aimless. Mm-hmm. All of the things that you've used, words to describe right. Lake Elsinore. Mm-hmm. And God said, I'm not going to wait around for them to come knocking on my door asking for help. You're going to go get them. I'm going to initiate yeah. engagement with mm-hmm. humanity, and I'm going to do it in whatever way I can. So he right. did it in the prophets, the priests, the law, yeah. the kings, the judges, and Hebrews says in these last days, he sent his son Jesus to be his means mm-hmm. of bringing people back into reconciled relationship, right? Mm-hmm. To wholeness, yeah. right? Yeah. So I guess what I'm hearing you say is you following the pattern of God's purposeful engagement with humanity mm. are purposefully engaging Lake Elsinore. Yeah. yeah. So then the question becomes, all right, if that's an example of God engaging humanity, then where do you find that motivating purpose? You even talked mm-hmm. about graduating people with purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. So what is that purpose? I mean, I, you know, we've used the word compassion mm-hmm. here, but I think fundamental to that is probably love, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what compelled God to do that. So, mm-hmm. so do you see that as kind of the compelling uh, purpose behind all of these activities love? you're doing? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I heard a, a missionary once say with a lot of passion, love has hands and feet. Yes. And um, I, I've, I've said many times that, um, you know, action is really what matters. I want to see theology lived out. Mm-hmm. And that's what really gets me excited. And so um, love absolutely is our motivating factor. Um, I think that because of our, our genuine love and compassion, we talk about Almost every week when we're we're speaking into the the you know the the troops, if you will, on a Saturday morning, um, you've never laid eyes on someone that didn't matter to God. Mm-hmm. Every last person you you lay eyes on was made in His image with incredible untold purpose, and and so we have an opportunity to go out and find those people and speak life. When Aubrey talked in the last session about um, uh, uh, speaking into somebody's potential, to us that's huge. That's the gospel. You're created in God's image. And if you can fog a mirror, he's not done with you. So let's get busy and pursue what that looks like. And let me come alongside in that journey. So do you start with that or do you 
tell them that Jesus loves them and that if they accept Jesus, then they will be saved and get to go to heaven first. And then you go to that. I mean, that feels well, like a leading question. Yeah, um, so, But it's a good it's one kind of because I like question. that setup and I'll yeah. take it. Um, we absolutely don't start there. Yeah. We start by meeting physical, tangible, felt needs, by building relationship, building trust. And then out of relationship that is genuine, oftentimes people ask us, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. What motivates you? And it just opens the door. And yeah. what we found with you know street evangelism, if you will, is a warm audience that's asking questions is the best thing. Mm-hmm. And so out of relationship, out of building trust, um, people are asking us, why are you doing this? And we get to share with them the, the holistic, big gospel picture. Yeah. Yeah, God loves cities because they're full of people. Yeah. And God loves this city. Because you're in it. He loves you. And we get to, you know, engage that and it's it's eye opening. Yeah. And, and it really is life changing. Well, I'm not gonna go and appeal back to some of the previous podcast episodes that we've talked about where a propositional faith tends mm-hmm. to impose doctrine before it asks the need. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go there, but mm-hmm. I guess I just made the point. Mm-hmm. But but we're on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. I think mm-hmm. we're I think we're there because that's a that's that's a problematic scenario. So mm-hmm. how how does this purpose of love expressed in compassion and I think those are two different things, but love that is expressed through compassion how does it show up in the specifics of what you talked about earlier? For example, mm-hmm. the adopt a block. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. How, w- how does love show up in that? How does how does that compassion manifest itself? Or in the in the coffee shop, um, is it just you hope the act itself mm-hmm. will sort of be interpreted that way, or is there some intentionality about integrating that loving purpose and compassion into those activities? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it has to be integrated, right? I mean, we don't just do empty actions. Um, Empty actions sometimes have the result you want, but (laughs) most of the time not. Um, And so we we want to have that intention um, as we go out. So, you know, um, we try to help people catch the heart of God for their community, for the people that are sitting on a street corner. I mean, (laughs) the, the person sitting on the street corner passed out drunk is is not someone who is wanting to live a lifestyle like that. There's someone that is broken and hurt mm-hmm. and does not know their identity. And as us who have found our identity in Christ, we are full of love for that person because we and we want them as a result of being filled with God's love to experience all of the freedom that God has for them. So um, we take what Christ has given to us and that compels us. His love compels us to love the people in the community around us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, that means that we're going to, to go past our own comfort zones. We're going to go past just thinking about, oh, how many people have I led to the Lord, right? That kind of language. We're going to go Mm -hmm. past um, the notches that we have, and we're going to see a person and and really get into what that person needs um, Mm -hmm. and, and to come alongside them in that. We have a um, man that we minister to and love on. Um, his name's Ron, and he's homeless in Lake Elsinore. And we see him every week, and he's always, you know, struggling. He's struggling. 
Okay. And um, we have loved on Ron for years, and we've helped him with uh, medical support from some of our volunteers that are doctors. You know, we've brought him food, we brought him clothing, we've done so many things physically for him, but we've also prayed over him and, you know, um, uh, shared with him the love of Jesus. And one awesome thing that kind of is a story that shows how this works is um, we had two guys who were new. Uh, to adopt a block and come with us. And they started to try to share the gospel with Ron. Ron says, I don't want to hear it from you. And he looks at Pastor Chuck, who's been there every week for five years, and says, he is the one that can talk to me about this stuff. <laughs> Relational wow. permission wow. is what we call that, <clears throat> right? Yeah. It's yeah. powerful. Because Pastor Chuck has come alongside and not just done the actions, but he's loved Ron. <laughs> yeah. And Ron knows it. He knows that he's loved. He doesn't want to hear it from these guys. He wants to hear it from the one who's loved him. Mm -hmm. So whatever comes out of Chuck's mouth, that's the pastor, right? Mm -hmm. he's whatever hand. comes out of Chuck's mouth, he can trust is going to be for his best mm -hmm. and his yeah. good because it's coming from a heart of love that mm -hmm. he's seen in action. Mm -hmm. He's right. proved it. So what about the people who join you in this, some of the volunteers you know, who do adopt the block, mm -hmm. who do the food pantry, who do the, the, the you know, who are going to staff the hotel or the, 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 the center. Um, how, do, how do you help them move beyond this uh, sort of perfunctory engagement in a nice activity to appease their guilt <laughs> yeah. to being truly motivated out mm -hmm. of compassion to engage? Yeah. Good question. Um, so one of our favorite passages is kind of a hallmark for us is in um, uh, Matthew 9, when Jesus is looking out over the multitudes and then he looks to his disciples and says, you know, the truly the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few and exhorts them to pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into the harvest field. Th that passage says Jesus saw them like sheep without a shepherd and he was moved with compassion. And so um, hopefully I'm answering your question, but we see it as a sacred trust to be able to uh, cast vision for our community, to to um, to regularly speak about how it's God's purpose for heaven to meet earth right here in our backyard, in our context. Mm. This is a mission field, and God's calling you to it. And and so as people are, are latching on to that vision and that call to be missional in our own backyard, um, we we go all in to equip and... Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's my conviction that God does on-the-job training, yeah. and so we make lots of mistakes, and it's fun to build relationship. Honestly, some of the best relationships come out of being in the trenches together. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think what, what's happening is people have a desire to be disciples. They believe what they've heard preached on a Sunday morning that Jesus said, you're going to do greater things than you saw me do, but they haven't lived into it. Yeah. And so really what has happened with Adopt-A-Block, our outreach every Saturday, is it's created this opportunity for to facilitate sort of some trial and error with that. Yeah. Let's just go out mm. on the street and see what happens when someone says, I need prayer for healing. What are you going to do? <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. And so sure. there's discussion. There's there's sort of a, a little sermonette preaching time, if you will. But then there's practicum time, right. and it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's it's a, been an awesome adventure to see people get out of their comfort zone, be activated, and respond to God's call. Yeah. And then that activity probably changes them pretty dramatically. It has changed all of us. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. You know, in the in the first episode of this particular series, one of the things that 
that we talked about was the idea that would you prefer to have a pure, do you think that it's a pure heart that leads to social engagement mm. and social justice? Or does social activity and engagement mm. result in a pure heart? Yes. And it's well, I think one, one of the things, yeah, there you go. Okay, thank you, Aubrey. Yeah, thank you, Aubrey. But I, you know, I think the church tends to default to the, the sequence that sure. says, get your heart pure and then go and engage your community. Mm -hmm. when, in, when in reality, it is both of those things, that mm -hmm. they feed on each other. They do. And the, you know, kind of the proposition is, let's start with a heart and then we result in action. But in reality, sometimes when you're taking people yeah. that may not understand love at all, mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. putting them into some of the activities you're talking about, that's going to begin to teach them. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You talked about on-the-job on training. Mm -hmm. So in effect, activity teaches us and forms yes. in us. It does. A heart that is for others, a heart Absolutely. That, that, that loves God and loves people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's a two-way street. That's yeah. what I'm hearing you say. It is. Oh, it's yeah. both and. Yeah. We have many stories of people who were really struggling or they did not love people <laughs> or um, those who had not surrendered to Christ, did not know him. And they start volunteering at a doctor block and we welcome them in yeah. and we get them serving and what do you know? <laughs> they meet Jesus and through his people engaging in love. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's uh, powerful examples of how, how the kingdom of God finds its way mm. into the hearts of people, yeah. isn't it? And this purpose of love that captures the imagination, integrates with life, and whether it's learned and then applied or it's applied and then learned, mm. frankly, it doesn't really matter. No. The end result is the transformation of a life, the transformation of a community when you engage with compassion. Yeah. I'm really grateful that you've joined us in this episode. And as you can tell, uh, there's an awful lot that we can talk about these things. And I hope that you're, you're thinking and maybe even engaging with your friends in conversation about some of the principles that we've talked about in these episodes on transforming your community. We've got one more episode coming up. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to talk about transformation or accommodation. And I'm sure you can imagine what that might be, but we're going to unpack that when we get together again in the third and final episode of this series with Brett and Aubrey Masters. Thanks for joining us. Check the show notes, share the podcast with as many people as you can, because these are good ideas and thoughts. And this is part of kingdom growth and expansion. God bless you. Let me encourage you to keep leaning into the wonderful adventure of becoming all that God has envisioned for you to be. Anchoring yourself in a secure identity, you reach with confidence to engage with people and daily life all around you. Allow your curiosity to explore and find God in the edges. Please take time to share this podcast with all your friends and invite them to join me in upcoming weeks as we explore together this exhilarating journey of being anchored and reaching.